your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm Rick Solom. Brad Williams is going to be on with me here for a couple minutes as we remember the Act 10 as what uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Foss called the riots. Uh, that's what he posted on Facebook today. The Act 10 riots, Brad, you covered covered these riots uh Ten, year, ten years ago? Yeah. I don't know how many of them really classify as riots. Well, was there the, a lot the of The one that happened pirates? on the south side of Lacrosse. yeah, that you might, on, uh, on uh, retrospect, say this kind of looked like a riot, but uh, as far as we knew, there was no property damage and no physical injury to anybody. That's, okay, so that's main, mainly what we're talking about is ten years. Well, how, how would you ten say years ago a, today? How would you say that there were demonstrations? 10, but how would you say that it was kind of a riot on the south side of Lacrosse? Because it was loud and people were gathering around the, you know, chanting and gathering around the governor's car. And, okay, and this is um, the reason we bring this up is uh, this month is ten years since Act Ten was proposed by Governor Scott Walker. Uh, this getting rid of collective bargaining for public employees in Wisconsin and uh, as, as a way of uh, cutting down on, as the governor often said, a $3.6 billion deficit. Now, when you covered this in the cross and Governor Scott Walker at the time said uh, the, the protesters were rocking his car and he felt he was afraid. Now here, something. yeah, here was, uh, was the situation. This day, 10 years it ago? was this day, fe- okay. February 15th. Now, uh, Associated Press says this was also the first day that the uh, demonstrations happened at the Capitol in Madison. And they went on for several weeks, and finally Act 10 was passed. And this, of course, involved all the, uh, the Democratic senators in Wisconsin going to Illinois for three weeks so there wouldn't be a vote. But they figured out, well, we can still have a vote without having them. So, you know, that didn't work. And, um, and and they were called cowards for leaving the state. And so, well, but they said, well, you were going to arrest us and bring us to the Capitol if we didn't go. In uh, a couple of weeks, are we going to do this all over again? Ten years ago today, this is when Governor Walker signed Act 10 into... <laughs> and we're well, going to have another be about anniversary. About a month later, but uh, it it sticks in my mind because this was five days after he had announced uh, the Act Ten, and uh, we were scheduled to go down to the Ted Manstead factory, which is where he was making an appearance. Uh, Governor Walker enjoyed visiting factories and talking to uh, workers. At, at those factories around the state, and that's where the media would catch up with him. And this was, you know, 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon we went there, and there were a lot of uh, people with signs waiting for the governor. And uh, they actually backed the governor's car into the building and uh, because they were a bit worried about the size of the people. A number of uh, people in the teachers' union were there, and they had uh, signs saying... You know, one-term walker, among other things like that. And so we had the the media availability, and then we went outside. They drove the governor out in the car, and uh, he had to get out onto Miller Street and get back to the main streets in town. And the uh, people who were gathered out there and booing 
his car did gather around and what i remember is uh, people getting really close to the window and you know getting into his face and just yelling things but the way that the governor remembered it and he wrote about it in a book two years later called unintimidated is that he remembered it as they were rocking his car and banging on the doors and somebody said well i heard that they broke windows well there were there were a number of people who had gone to this event in the factory, the TV stations and the Tribune and us that none of us had seen any of you know rocking of the car or you know and Politifact later checked on it and investigated when the book came out and they said we you know if if there had been any of of that destruction if there had been any of the the dangerous things that had been described. Surely the media would have reported on that, and surely there would have been arrests of some sort, and people would have gone to court, and that didn't happen. Of course, there would have been uh, it would have been reported on, but quit calling me Shirley. Okay, <laughs> um, and he called his book unintimidated. Yet he talked about how scared he was. I mean, I feel like if you're unintimidated, yes. Walker, you wouldn't be and afraid of some people teeter tottering your car, which may or may not have happened. Well, that was the biggest one that happened in Lacrosse, but there were still some demonstrations the next few times he came to town. Yeah. For example, I think the next time was he he made a tour of the city brewery, and uh, we were inside the brewery, and you could hear uh, down the stairs outside. You know, people were chanting things while he was speaking to the media inside the brewery. And uh, this is when he started really traveling with the state patrol for protection. And uh, then people would show up picketing at the airport if he would fly in for a brief uh, uh, interview with the the media. And they began, uh, the, the, the governor's office began saying, we will only admit credentialed. Members of the media will be invited to this because they wanted to make sure that there weren't protesters. Mm-hmm. So this is, and this went on for several weeks, as as I said, with the uh, the senators going to Illinois, and this, it was a major story around the country, obviously. And a decade later, we're still arguing about whether or not it was uh, good for Wisconsin. Right. So, um, all right, Brad. And, and then there, of course, a lot are a lot of uh, comparisons to what happened in the U.S. Capitol last month. Governor Walker made comparisons. Like, it reminds me of, of this. People actually trying to find photos of, of what happened in the U.S. Capitol with the, the destruction and the, uh, the incidents there, and they took a picture of what actually was a crowd gathered at the Madison Capitol Rotunda. It's like, you, you got the wrong picture. Oh, yeah. So... So, so is, it, is it hard to? I mean, you were you were at some of those. Uh, I was at. Well, I, I did go down one weekend to see what it was about, and didn't really get much into the Capitol, but uh, there were a lot of people milling around. This is about uh, two, three weeks after the incident in Lacrosse. So, uh, now, it, do you think people were in the Capitol looking to hang Scott Walker? No, no, okay. I, I don't think so. No, okay. no, no. They uh, from. From most accounts, most of what happened at the Wisconsin Capitol during that period was uh, was mild. Although there there was the occasional person who would get on TV and says, "We're not leaving until he's gone." It's like, well, he's not going to go. He just got elected governor a month ago. Yeah. He's not going to. Even though we did have a recall did, campaign did a, a recall. year later, and he did win the recall, so uh, that uh, was. There haven't been a whole lot of recalls since then. In Is Wisconsin. it surprising that he won that recall election? 
No, not really. I mean, it, it was close. It was it was uh, a situation where. The analysis afterward was that since he'd only been in office a year, it was too soon to try to throw him out. Mm-hmm. But you obviously in Wisconsin, you if you want to recall anybody who's in public office, you have to wait until they've been in office for a year. And by that time, people maybe were not as angry as they were the previous February. They lost all their steam. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brett. Thanks. Now run into the newsroom so you could do the news. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a minute. Uh, on the show today... Along with Brad Williams is going to be Nikki Elson. She's the interim city clerk. We're going to talk about the mayor's race and voting tomorrow and what you need to know and where we're at and uh, absentee numbers. And I got some campaign finance numbers to see who's who's got the big money. Um, I also asked Cabot what what he spent in his campaigns in 2013 and and the unopposed election year in 2017. So we can talk about that as well. All right, Brad should be back in the newsroom. We'll get to the news. We'll be back after this. Hey, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. If you got questions about voting, now's a good time. Actually, if you would have texted me five minutes ago, it would have been a better time. But Nikki Elson, the interim city clerk of uh, the city of Lacrosse, is on with us. Nikki, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Are you voting absentee? How does the city clerk vote? If you're in, I don't know, maybe you're not a lacrosse native. (laughs) Yes, I do vote absentee. I'm in the office from 6 a.m. tomorrow until the last uh, returns come in. So I will not make it to the the polls to vote. So do you you mail in your ballot or do you just walk out to the green drop box and drop it in there? It it depends. (laughs) It depends. (laughs) <laughs> okay, it depends. Year to year, I mean, this year it seems uh, the easiest thing to do would be mail it in. It's a little cold out to go find that green box. It is a little cold, but we have signs that point you right to that green box, so yeah. it should be pretty easy to find. Yeah, if I'm if I'm wandering outside like the main entrance of City Hall, in what which way should I go to find this green uh, absentee mail drop box? It's on the west side of the main entrance. Okay, west side. Um, and in 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 what relation is that box to the? through the hatched blue baby. It's on the opposite <laughs> side of the building. <laughs> right. um, so so obviously we have 10 candidates running for mayor. We're going to cut that down to two. About what time tomorrow do you think we would know uh, who the top two candidates are? Well, I'd like to say maybe by 10 o'clock, uh, but it's really going to depend on um, the polls close at 8, and our workers have a lot of tasks. To complete before they can can leave the polls so i'm hopeful that they'll get all their stuff done and have uh the results to the county clerk by 10 and then the county clerk uh, will be uploading those to the county website where results can be seen pretty quickly um is this race you know with 10 candidates is it very similar to having 11 candidates back in 2013 it is very similar, yes. Okay, there's no different. There's the the rules aren't aren't a whole lot different, or in, in terms of what you have to do in the office there, your workers. Yeah, no, it's all the same. All right, and then, um, okay. So, do you do you want to break down? If I'm going to vote, I'm going to go and vote in person. Do you just want to break down how and, and what what I need to bring, what I need to do, where I need to go? I know you don't know every polling place, but you know there's a there's a there's a way to figure that out pretty easily, right? Right, yeah. So if a person is um, unsure of their polling place, because it is dependent by where you live, um, you can go to myvote.wi.gov. 
Um, you can enter your address and it will tell you uh, your polling place. Um, address, if there's a special entrance, it'll note that. Uh, the polls, all 13 polling places are open tomorrow. Uh, they're open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, going to vote, you will need to take photo ID with you, an acceptable photo ID, in order to receive a ballot. If you need to register or re-register, say you moved or had a name change since the last time you voted, you will need to register and show acceptable proof of residence. Now, to learn what the acceptable forms are of both photo ID and proof of residence, uh, you can head to the city's website, uh, cityoflacrosse.org, and click into the voting button. Okay. And uh, they have till uh, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. with 13 polling locations. And if uh, if anyone has a, a mail-in ballot and they put it in their mailbox today, probably go out to your mailbox and get it, right? It's President's Day and the uh, the the mailing services, and uh, they, they have the day off. Yeah, that's right, yes. <laughs> um, we advise then to bring it to City Hall, place it in that green drop box on the north side by 5 o'clock, um, if after 5, you can take it to your respective polling place by 8 p.m., and it will be counted. Just make sure that your envelope is properly sealed, um, the voter has signed their certificate envelope, and had the signature of a witness and witness address. Okay. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Lacrosse Interim City Clerk Nikki Elson. Nikki, you've been doing a pretty good job here coming on the show a couple of times. Um <laughs> Will the next mayor, uh, do you want these tapes so you could show the next mayor, hey, look at how good a job I'm doing so that uh, you could get rid of this in- interim uh, label? Right. <laughs> is, yep. Is that when it, is that when it, we would, we would uh, or you would figure that out as the, the next mayor once they get into office? Um, well, they, we just went through the recruitment. Applications were due last Monday. Um, so a decision will hopefully be made soon, and then it would go to the council uh, for confirmation, um, I expect, in March. Okay. Um, campaign finance numbers have come out. That, that was uh, – those numbers were released. What day was that? Uh, the most recent report was due on February 8th. Okay, February 8th. And then do they get released that day? Is that how that works? Um, yeah. I mean, if, if we get records requests, asking for them we can release them yeah um now they they can be submitted by email um walked in or put in the green drop box or mailed with a postmark by the deadline day so i did wait a couple days before i uh satisfied all of the records requests for those because i wanted to send them out all at once rather than you know piecemeal Okay, so when would the next deadline be we're going to have two candidates at that point when would their next uh, campaign deadline be campaign finance deadline. The next deadline is not until March. Okay, just want to say it's the end of March. Oh, the end of March. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know we we uh we have oh you know what I, I want to go back to voting here for a minute while while I'm looking at this but absentee ballots in February 2013 when we had 11 candidates we had nine about 900 absentee ballots. Um, how does that compare to what we're doing now? Uh, for this February primary, we did mail out about 3,600 ballots. Uh, we've only gotten about 2,000, maybe a little over 2,000 back. Uh, those um, will all be sent to the polls. That number will increase a little bit again tomorrow. 
uh, since we will have some that do make the mail tomorrow and then those collected by Dropbox or delivered to the polls. But yeah, so right now we're sitting right about 2,000 that will head to the polls to be counted. Okay, and then when they get into that Dropbox, that green Dropbox by 5 p.m. tomorrow, um, then then it's up to somebody to go drive each each of those ballots to the proper polling place? That's correct. Yep, all of our ballots are delivered to the to polling place on Election Day. So right away in the morning, we have um, uh, election staff that will deliver all of the ballots to the respective polling places. And then um, after the 5 o'clock pickup, we'll send them back around again uh, to hit the polling places that have additional ballots for delivery. Okay. What kind of hours does the city clerk work on uh, election primary Tuesday tomorrow? Well, I'll be in the office a little before 6 o'clock because I want to be there uh, as the, the poll workers are setting up. They, they get to the polling places at 6. They don't open until 7, but there's a lot for them to do to get their site ready. So I'll be in the office uh, fielding calls, and I will hopefully be done by maybe 11. I'll be there until the last person comes in with the return. So no. this is earlier. For presidential, we're there well after midnight. So yeah. I get out of there at 11 tomorrow night. That's good. Now, are, is the city bringing you guys any kind of sandwiches or anything during the day? No, we supply our own meals. <laughs> okay, so no, no <laughs> sandwiches. Mean. Man, you guys get nothing. Um, all right, so back to the campaign finance numbers. Uh, those came out today. It looks like uh, Markson and Olson are kind of leading the way. Does anything does anything really stick out in terms of what you've seen so far in terms of ca- campaign finance numbers? Um, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say anything sticks out. I review them to make sure they look to be completed, um, but I don't. Um, I don't have to really, you know look at numbers or document numbers. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're all filing appropriately. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just have kind yeah. of the, the boring job of making sure everything is all the checks and, and uh, I's teased and eyes <laughs> crossed and T's dotted. Right. That's right. Um, how long can people continue raising money uh, for, for their candidacy? So candidates can actually accept contributions um, up until they terminate their candidacy. So once they terminate, there's actually a termination form. Um, and then at that point, you know, most of them stop collecting. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm one of the eight candidates does, that doesn't make it through the primary, do, can I still keep collecting? Uh, well, I, I guess you probably necessarily shouldn't, um, unless maybe they're running, you know, they're going to run as a write-in or, um, I guess it would depend on the reason they're still collecting. Yeah. I mean, I could keep collecting and then run uh, an anti whatever the final two candidates are, right? Maybe I do it that way. I spend the money in that regard. Well, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to answer that one. <laughs> I'm getting into the devious. I'm just brainstorming here. I just I started thinking about this stuff. I'll do that in 10 minutes when uh, when I come back from break. Maybe I'll I'll go down that alley. Um, all right. Is there anything? Is there anything? I'm I'm not. I know I know five candidates uh, had to. Uh, what is it called? Um, no, five candidates that could file for an exemption where they didn't have to um, show you where they raised money or something like that. Can you explain that just yeah. a little bit? Sure. So when a candidate uh, declares their candidacy and they file the uh, campaign registration statement, that's one of the you know early forms that they file. Uh, they can choose to claim an exemption. To be on exemption, um, you can't 
um, spend more than 2000 in a calendar year, and you cannot accept contributions that exceed 2000 in a calendar year. So any candidate that um, stays within that threshold, they can claim exemption, and then they're exempt from filing the campaign finance reports. So we have, out of the 10, we have five candidates on exemption. The other five are not on exemption, and those are the candidates that do file those uh, campaign reports. All right. So five candidates, we know where the money's coming from, and the other five we could all assume just came from Russia, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Putting you in that position again, Nikki. But um, all right. All right. Well, last thing. Uh, last thing is, do did I forget anything? And and do you need to uh, get any other information out there for people that to, that want to go vote tomorrow? No, I guess CBS I just News Brief. You know, those who haven't cast an absentee ballot to go to the polls and exercise their right to vote. Again, this is a local election electing, um, you know, our, our local um, officials. So it's important to get out and, and cast your vote. All right. Nikki, thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. That's Nikki Ellison. She's the interim city clerk for lacrosse. I will say that city clerk. She's the lacrosse city clerk. How about that? Um, all right. We got to go. Scott's comments coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I was All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Thanks to Nikki Elson for joining us to kind of break down uh, the vote tomorrow. Ten candidates. We're going to cut that down to two. We should know that hopefully by 10 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, I believe Sally's on the phone. She wanted to talk about voting a little bit. I don't know if I'll have all the answers for her or any of the answers, but I think she just had some comments, too, about uh, mayor candidates. Sally, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I I remember... um Vicki Markison on television when the auditorium was being uh, going to be redone. The, the lacrosse and center? She, yeah, and she had said that she was going to discuss this with all the business owners and kind of make sure that it was going to be taken care of. Now, I don't think we really need to spend all this money. And I am thinking of voting for that young man who seems to have a lot of common sense, who wants to take care of the roads, who wants to take care of taxes, our tax dollars. And I think, you know, because he's 18 years of age, he does have common sense, which we're lacking in our system right now. Okay, you're talking about Samuel Schneider. Sam, yeah. Okay. I was talking to his father, and he seems like a pretty knowledgeable guy. Okay, so he wants so he to... Uh, get my vote tomorrow, and I also am concerned about the Dominion machines that we used in Wisconsin a couple of times in Milwaukee and Dane County for the presidential election. And I did call down here to see if my vote actually counted, and um, she said they don't use the Dominion machine. She said they used a DS-200, which means nothing to me because I don't deal with voting machines. But I think that we have to take care of this country and make sure that everything is up and above board. Okay, so when you... So that nobody has to worry about whether or not your vote is going to count. Okay, so when you worry about Vicki Markison, do you believe she's trying to take care of businesses by pushing for, pushing through a $42 million lacrosse center project? Yeah, I, that, oh, that's okay. spending money that on a, on a business that never made any money. Okay, well, they that... never made any money at the auditorium. I mean, I've lived here for I'm 75 years old, 
And I have lived here for years, and I have never. Maybe when Elvis came, they might have made some money. Well, Elvis explosion. Elvis was here at one time at the auditorium when it was up by um, on Vane and Sixth Street, I think, at the post office. Okay. And then when you when you talk about Samuel Schneider, you 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 like him because he's going to fix I the think roads. He's got common sense. And then what's he going to do with taxes? How? Wh- I I'm sure that he's going to take care of our tax issues. I mean, when you use common sense. What do you mean, take care of? Well, I think that he will handle the situation. I mean, he's a young fellow, but I think you have to give young people a chance nowadays. What's the situation? What do you mean, handle what situation? Well, I, I, what I'm saying is you need some people in business, and some people who have common sense who don't just think about raising your taxes and, and working on the center. And, okay. I and mean, the, my God, you can't be spending people's money. All right. And Especially then is, in this economy. All right. And Sally, last thing, is your dog agreeing with you or disagreeing with you in the background? Oh, my dog. My dog loves her mama. Okay. She's agreeing. She's probably, she's probably being vocal. All right. I hopefully, like her mother. Hopefully she's not trying to illegally cast a ballot. No, she will not do that. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the call, Sally. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. All right. Uh, we got another call. Eric. Eric from Sparta. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, um, these people with this, with this bail-in voting, are they put on a local, uh, their local uh, uh, list for uh, jurors and trials and stuff? Are they any re- record of that? And uh, one more thing, I think that, let's move it to a sex sentence for the five and a half cents tax. Let it go, half a cent, you got it, guys, but cap it at 50 years. Stays there for 50 years. Just fifty years. Fifty years. Why yep. not twenty? Yeah, Why not ten years? Just well, let's do it every couple no, of years. No, because the politicians they want they they can't stop needing money, hoarding money out of you. That's what it is. Possibly can. And by the way, are these people put on a border roll? By the way, they bail and balance. I mean the uh, I mean the, when they have to do uh, court duty, are they put on there? Are their names called Because I certainly was. Cause I was a registered voter. Are they be uh, on the voter roll? I mean the. Uh, be called for uh, are you jury duty. Are you worried? They, have, they don't even know who they are. Are you worried that they're not going to go do jury duty or something? Why do you care? Well, I do care because I had to do it. And I, if they, they're both counts and they're honest, upright citizens, they should do the same damn thing. And I've had, had it three or four times already now. Okay. All right. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. I was just wait. I was just waiting for him to do the, the hangout thing. Uh, um, all right, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Eric's worried about jury duty. Something. Um, Gary tried to call in, but now he's not calling in. Uh, you can call me, Gary. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. Yeah. So the, the I was talking to Nikki a little bit about campaign finance. Probably trying to do a show where she's just trying to give us uh, the basic information, and she's like, "Hey, Rick, stop asking me these questions, jerk." Um, but yeah, it looks like between the candidates, um, five of them didn't have to. Uh, what is it called? I think the term, you know, disclose essentially who who uh, gave them money because they were under two thousand dollars. So half the field um, is only going to spend less than two thousand dollars, and maybe maybe not any money. Who knows? Um, but the, the other five candidates: uh, Vicky Markson, Mitch Reynolds, Jessica uh, Jessica Olson, Sam Samuel Schneider, and Joe Conrad all disclosed uh, how much money they're bringing in. And it looks like Jessica's leading the way. With about nineteen grand, and Vicky's at about fourteen grand. 
Mitch is at uh, just under ten grand. Uh, Samuel Schneider's at forty one hundred, and Joe Conrad just under a thousand, seven hundred bucks. So quite a bit, and two thirds, uh, three quarters away under a thousand. So uh, I don't know what that meant. One quarter of the way. Uh, 700 bucks. How about I just say it like that? So that's how much money uh, we've been spending so far. We have. We haven't been spending. That's how much money we, uh, our candidates have to spend. Um, I don't have all the, how much all of them spent in front of me. I have a lot of PDFs to open, but uh, we'll get to that at some point down <laughs> later in the night. Um, and I will say, I asked Cabot, uh, Mayor Tim Cabot, you know, how much, how much money he spent in his... Uh, first run at mayor. So back in 2013. So while Jessica Olson's leading the way at about 19,000, $19,100 the last time we looked into this, uh, Mayor Cabot spent his, his first year in the, and and now I didn't, I didn't specifically ask him, you know, primary versus, you know, the, the, the primary versus the final election. So in total, he spent 20,000, 27,700 in 2013. And I would say that's probably the whole the whole run. I didn't get into any specifics with him there. I just sent him a quick text, and and then uh, in 2017 when he ran unopposed, so he spent seven thousand uh, dollars when when Mayor Tim Cabot was the only mayor on the ballot. He still spent seven grand, probably just to get the word out that he's running, and and it, you know here's his positions and. I, I guess I don't know. I feel like I would I would probably spend not seven grand if I'm running unopposed on a ballot in in a giant city like this. Uh, but I don't know anything about running. When number three calls in and says, "Hey, are you going to help run uh, one of the candidates' uh, campaigns?" I'm like, "No, I don't know anything about this stuff. Why would I even Why would I even do that? I have no idea how any of this stuff works. I was a sports journalist for a, a decade, like." This is all pretty new and interesting. Uh, it's it's a kind of a learning experience a little bit, if you can't tell. Um, and then grilling the the city clerk about all these things is, is I think, informative because I think it helps, you know, when she says uh, all the stuff you've heard if you if you voted before. But I think a lot more people are voting uh, than in the past. And hopefully we can get above 17% turnout, which is what the 2013 primary had. 17% of our city decided who's going to be the finalist to run for mayor. And that just seems low. So um, right now we had about 3,600 ballots mailed out, absentee ballots, and we got 2,000 back. So there's 1,600 ballots out there that hopefully if you haven't, uh, if you maybe you forgot, like, oh, yeah, I got that absentee ballot. I better go look for it. Um, So go find your absentee ballot, 1,600 people out there, and get it to that green drop box in City Hall. Or go to your polling place and just hand it in. Um, I guess it's got to be properly sealed, so make sure it's properly sealed when you hand it in. You got a witness, uh, witness address. You you signed it, they signed it, all that stuff, uh, so you can get that vote counted. Because we should like, I've, I really hope we get above twenty percent. But man, twenty percent seems awfully low to uh, be, have have deciding who your next two finalists are for mayor. It just seems really low. Um, all right, let's take uh, one more quick break. Got Libertarian guys texting me. I'll read that in a minute here, and then we'll be back. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Who are you voting for? Ten candidates tomorrow. We had one. Sally called in, said she's voting for Samuel Schneider. He's 18, so he has common sense. That was... <laughs> 
Man, I don't know if I had any common sense as an 18-year-old. Sam Schneider's got it, got it more put together than I was as an 18-year-old, tell you that. Um, libertarian guy t- t- texted in. He goes, why does it matter what someone makes or how much they spend on a campaign? Don't their ideas and values matter? I have no interest whatsoever in knowing their finances. Okay, well, oh, yeah, libertarian guy doesn't want to know. And I don't think I talked about disclosing somebody's finances. Um you know, that gets into, you know, if you want to talk about president, presidential candidates disclosing their taxes. Is that where you're drawing some similarities there? Are our mayor, mayor candidates uh, disclosing their taxes and finances? I don't know. Um, but on the flip side, it, it, it is nice to know where that money is coming from, right? Like who's donating to their campaign if, um, you know, if, if one person is getting all their money from a certain you know, group or entity, and and then that, and then this is all the the the, the, the all the talk about pay to play, right? Like, and then that that candidate is now the mayor, and then they oh well, you donated twenty five thousand dollars to my election campaign, so now I feel beholden to uh, give you some of the things that you want since you gave me all this money to help me get elected. So yeah, I I, I think. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty important. All kind of new, though. All kind of just a new experience for me, just in, in terms of it being a local race. Man, I came from Greenville, Wisconsin. I, I don't even know if we have a mayor, honestly. I still don't know. Uh, I know we built a new fire department in my, my little town, and it costs like $10 million, and I drive by it every time I go home, and it's awesome. It looks awesome. It's got like all glass uh, fire truck, the the garage doors are all glass and it's all lighted up and there's some, it's all brick and beautiful and there's some offices in there and, um, and I mean, it's a volunteer fire department. <laughs> it's just like, why did, why did Greenville spend $10 million on a, on a, like this, this amazing fire department and, and like, whatever, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe there's a lot of fires in Greenville. It's all, it's all suburbs now. When I was little, it was all cornfields and whatnot. So um, Sally called in too, and she wondered if uh, Lacrosse used the Dominion voting machines. And I did text Nikki, and she goes, "We don't use Dominion." So uh, there's that. In case you were wondering, uh, Tom G texted in. He said he's voting for Sam Samuel Schneider. Uh, I asked Sam; he wants to be called Samuel, guys. So just call him Samuel Schneider. You don't be doing this Sam stuff. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't think he cares, but he did say that. Um, I'm reading another text. Did the clerk say anything about stopping the absentee vote count at about 10 p.m. and then have a big Vicky ballot drop at 3 a.m.? Um, yeah, no, she didn't say any of that. Zero of that. The the if you have an absentee ballot, I will say you can put it in the green box at five till 5 p.m. tomorrow. The green box is at City Hall, the west of the main entrance, and at 5 p.m. if you didn't get there by five. There should be a sign. So whether or not they collected it or not, it should be pretty well marked on that green box. We collected it or we didn't. And then uh, if you couldn't get it in there by 5 p.m., then you could go to your polling place and just turn it in there. Just turn your absentee ballot into your polling place. I'm sure somebody there, you could, you know, ask them, hey, does this is this properly sealed? Is that good enough for you guys? Uh, and then go from there. Number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. How's it going there, pal? I'm good. I uh, I got I got my ship shape monthly car wash thing, so I'm going right after the show to get a car wash. 
Oh, she'll freeze up real good tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. I'm going to put some WD-40 in all the uh, all the moving parts to get my I doors open. Don't put open. it on the steering wheel, all will you? No, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, I heard you talking about that fancy fire department you got up there where you live. Yeah, in Greenville. Yeah. Don't say too much about that because they might want to go up and take a look at it and have them fancy glass doors on our new fire station. I mean, I don't know if they cost anymore. I don't know if they were glass or plastic, but they were clear, so I guess I did say okay. glass. But, uh, man, yeah, it looks keep sharp. That to yourself, you know, otherwise <laughs> we might have to put up about four of them that look like that. We don't, we don't want fancy ones. We want just ugly, no, as ugly no, as sin. No, we just want the plain old regular doors on ours. <laughs> okay. What if the glass doors are cheaper? I doubt if they will be. Well, you're making well, assumptions. We could, check. we could check when we put the bids out. Yeah, so so in your mind, we want the as absolute cheapest-looking fire department that we could get. Well, we want to make it out of little bricks or block or something like that, you know, make it look pretty nice, just like the one on Losey Boulevard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We don't need nothing real fancy or nothing like that. So. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get you. There's a, there's a line between fancy and having it at least look nice. Right, and there's a big... Happened, um thing going around now where we got to kind of save our money and not put too much out there. Yeah, I did I did hear we were going to put a hatched babies in front of all the new fire departments. Oh, there you go. My god, that'll look pretty good. I'll have to get my paintbrush out and a big find a big shell someplace and we'll get one made up for Yeah, 7500 a piece we're going to charge for them. 75. Charge okay. you taxpayers. I'll get on it right away. I'll <laughs> go to Wally World and get some parts. <laughs> all right, sounds good. All right, number three. Um, well, I don't know. Can we? I mean, fancy fire departments versus you know at least having fire departments look decent. Uh, Dan wanted to know the population of my hometown, and I have no idea. I've, the population has grown. I haven't looked at the population of my hometown. I know the sign says when I pull in uh, into the city there by the co-op or by the gas station slash baseball fields, uh, Greenville, Wisconsin, where the action is. And Dan, if you're texting that to me, I I'm guessing you're not on a flip phone. Like number three is on a flip phone, so you might have trouble with this. I mean, just Google Greenville, Wisconsin population. I'm trying to do a radio show, man. You could be you could do some of the 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 side hustle here. Like I don't have a producer telling me the numbers. I guess maybe you'd assume that I knew how many people lived in my hometown, but I but I don't. I don't. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for today. Uh, we'll, we'll do more mayor talk tomorrow as we get. Get this vote going and, and try to figure out who's going to be the next mayor. Ten candidates down to two. And uh, it's pretty exciting. Like, And then when we get these final two candidates, we can get them on here every other day, right? We can have debates. There's going to be 10,000 debates. Every news organization in the tri-state area is going to have a No, okay. Uh, every organization is going to have a debate, I'm sure. Um, man, these candidates are going to be more popular than ever. And hopefully we get more than a 20% turnout for tomorrow's vote. All right. Talk to you then.